<laughs> Welcome everyone to our Incredibles 2 episode. No, Two. Uh, to that 8-Bit Idiots podcast. Oh, I see. Yeah, welcome to the 8-Bit Idiots podcast. The 8-Bit Idiots podcast, Incredible 2 episode. Edition. No. As the Incredible we... Edition. Yes, got it. That was so bad. Nope. That fucking... This is fucking great. <laughs> anyway, um, last week, last episode, depending when you watch, when you listen. Yes. You can watch it if you want. You won't get far, though. No, you can you can watch it on YouTube. Or Patreon. Go look at our Patreon. Mm. Um, last episode, we said we were going to do The Incredibles 2 this episode. So, guess what? That's what we're doing. Yes. It's amazing how that works, hey? Yeah, it's like we're a man of our word. I'm actually surprised we said we were going to do something and we're trying to do that. Something. Yeah, we're following through it. Yeah, it's we're weird. Good. We're I'm good. not used to this level of consistency. Uh-huh. Uh, my name is Lindsay. My name's Connor. So welcome, everyone. Sit back and strap in for an incredible ride. So, 13.5 years later, <laughs> The Incredibles 2. Wow. I'm just thinking about my life in the last 13.5 years. I had no life. I've been waiting for this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, that and does make sense. And boy, was it incredible. It was incredible. It was but a great, fantastic, fantastic movie. First off, yeah, it, it held up muy bueno to the original movie. Which, fun fact, uh, the director, Brad Bird, actually said he's not going to make this movie unless he has a story as good or better than the last movie. And well, he did. there you go. And he did. Well done. So, you know, man of his word as well. We're all just men of our words. Oh, today, mate, it's just incredible. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm banning that word from this episode unless you're describe unless you're specifically stating the movie oh, man. name or Bob Parr's name. You gonna make me do if I slip up. Um something for the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, I'm drawing you in. Mm. Okay. All right, so uh, you want to go like we normally do, characters first? Well, they're all sort of the same characters. They so, are. So, yeah, Craig T. Nelson, Bob Parr, Mr. Incredible, good Lashed job. Lashed a girl. You did your thing. Holly Hunter, again, returns. She did it. Sarah Val, Violet Parr. Yep. Um, good job. Have you, seen, have you seen her voice actor? Yeah. So not Violet. <laughs> Yeah. It's the best way I can say that. Anyway, um, <laughs> Huck Milner uh, is actually... Fun- another fun fact for you. This episode is going to be full of fun facts. Wonderful, I love so it. There- also, this episode is going to be full of spoilers. Yes. So, oh, pre-wine. by the way, heavy spoilers as per everything we do and everything we talk about. Yes. Spoilers. If you haven't seen it, just don't listen to this episode. So, the spoiler is when Violet is whinging about... Tony getting his memories erased. Yes. And Dash actually goes, is she going through adolescence or is she having the... Ad- anyway. Yeah, is she having the adolescence? Yes. Yeah. Um, fun fact is, Huck Milner actually replaced the previous voice actor for Dash because Dash's voice actor got too old and yes. hit puberty and his voice changed. Yes. So adolescence actually... fucked everyone up. Yeah, I was thinking about that um, when I opened IMDb while I was in the movie. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was actually thinking about that because he did pretty well. I actually... And you, you wouldn't know. Yeah, no. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't know. I actually always thought that his name was Dash O. Robert Parr. Like, Dash apostrophe O. 
pa isn't it dash it's dashul like dashul. like daniel yeah. dashul yeah i never knew that really? until imdb informed me dashul robert parr yeah oh yeah I, I can dash so I, robert parr yeah I can even when he it. says it i hear dasho yeah da- dash dasho robert parr man it's dashul dasho Dasha. I, I really know. wish they would get good superhero names though. Dash and Violet. Get good. Yeah, it's their actual Cause, names. Yeah, because they keep saying their names in suit, and mm. it, like I understand. Mister Incredible and Elastigirl, they got names. Why don't? Ah, uh, maybe because they're not. You they're know, not supers. They're not supers, man. They're just kids. They're just kids, yeah, and that's where kids. they should stay. Apparently, question mark. Thinking about the plot line of the story. You know what I'm doing here. You know? Uh, okay. You know, you know, you know, follow this with me? So, okay. there was a few points I wanted to bring up. Yeah, go on. Hit me. Uh, do you want to... Okay, we'll launch straight into it. So, first off, I said in the previous episode, I think I'm watching too many TV shows and movies because everything is just so predictable to me. I'm yep. not saying that to be a douchebag, and I'm not saying that to, like, blow smoke up my own ass. But Makes you sound reason, like a douchebag. I know it does, but I can't say it any other way. <laughs> it's just everything is... I'm just predicting everything. Okay, yeah. Um, the what? the obvious villain. Like, did am I the only one that saw, uh, what's her name, Evelyn as the I, villain? I would say surely not. I think the uh, surprise in this one is more to the fact that the brother isn't involved. But then again... No, I totally, no. Saw, I totally saw that though. I because when he's talking about his parents' death, you genuinely believe he believes what he's saying. Yeah, and then straight up, she's just like, yeah. Or if he or hadn't they, relied on supers, yeah, then we, they, they would have gone to the panic room. Which, by the by, she says at the end of the film, even mum wanted to go to the panic room. How the fuck did you know that? You would have been killed as well if you hadn't been there, knowing your mum wanted to go to the panic room. I don't know. Maybe she just knew her mum. I don't know. Or, like, CCTV. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um. So, yeah. Uh, do you want to go through the rest of the characters or not really? We'll no, not really. All the characters are great. You know, um, Underminer went just as we thought. It was just a little yeah, intro thing. Yeah, we totally predicted that. Yeah, that exactly. That he would be the thing that brings attention to supers again. Yep. And yeah. it did that. He's still on the loose. Uh, is that a character you want to see come back? Um, I found it interesting that he was able to take a fair few punches from Mr. Incredible. I like that. Is it just me, or does Mr. Incredible seem totally inept and way weaker in He's this? incredibly depowered in this. Yeah. Like, incredibly, like... He spends the whole... Like, all of all of the time... All of the things he did in the movie just seemed like him fucking up and having to fix his fuck-ups. And, like, I understand that was a big aspect of it. Like, he... Mm. The reason they didn't use... They used Elastigirl instead of him is because he causes so much expenses. Mm-hmm. But... I just feel like you don't get to be like the big dog, yeah, uh, of superheroes nice. without like you don't get your own TV show and all yeah, that sort of like stuff. He he was one of the most popular superhero yeah, supers like back in the day. You, you don't get to that by fucking up as much as he does. No, but I think I don't know. I think it's yeah. He just fucked up so much in this movie. I th- I think like he well he is out of practice. No. But yeah. this this shit is directly after, like the last movie, and he he sort of pulls it together in the last movie, right? And then as soon as he's dealing with the Underminer, he's just fucking up left, right, and center. You know, he's destroying consoles. He's fucking up just everything. That's just how I feel. Yeah, I suppose. But I think they and needed. I think what they were trying to do there is just have the lead in for Elastigirl's him, big Elastigirl's breakaway. big yeah. thing. And I like, get that. It it sort of it went hand in hand with the 
the whole damage thing from originally when supers went underground. Yeah. So I think they just wanted to. I completely. See, the first movie wasn't about supers coming back. Really, that's no, that's no. what this movie is about. I so. completely get that, but at the same time, you can't set a movie directly after another one, and then completely, and not completely, but quite dramatic, dramatic, drastically change a character. You know what I mean? That's just. I don't think it's. I, I don't see. think that it's that big. I reckon if you played it all in one, I reckon it would it would flow quite alright. Hmm. Maybe it don't sit right with me, but he, as you said, he's incredibly weaker in this he as well, is, which annoyed the you shit see, out of me. You you see, which is fun. You see a lot of um other heroes and um villains. Brick, yeah, Brick. He almost annihilates him. Yeah, which I think yeah. is no, like that. That annoyed me a lot. Like I see the thing. The thing that they've done with him is they've made his strength almost proportionate to his muscle. Like he's a big dude. Yeah. But there's bigger dudes, I tried... and they're stronger than him. No, he should be like he should be the big dude that's smaller than the bigger dude, but he should still knock yeah. him the fuck we, out. We said we literally just said he's the big dog for a reason. He shouldn't be as underpowered as he is. I think like, part I, of the problem is is they bring, we, like it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing for his character. They rely on the family aspect a lot. They need yeah. to be the team. They need to be the Incredibles together for. You know, to to make it work. Um, yeah, it's, but the, it's that same formula but, in yeah, exactly. any superhero movie. You add one extra of something, and the competence of that something goes down. Uh, you have three villains in the movie; the competence of the villain goes to shit. Mm. You have multiple heroes; the, the heroes go to shit. It's yeah. um, Spider-Man Ultimate, the cartoon. Anytime he's on his own, he's quite capable. As yeah. soon as he's in the team, he can't do shit without the team. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, so it's I, a, it, it's, I, it's just one thing that things. really annoyed me is you know when the the crush dude the crush crush yeah, yeah. whatever the fuck mm-hmm. um crushed all those pipes around him yeah. and he couldn't get to the engine room yeah. I'm like you're Mister Incredible you stopped a train like hundo percent you could just push them aside or just yeah like punch your way through that was a hilarious line though where he's just like can you uncrush this he's like people don't ask me to uncrush anybody ever ask you to unpunch yeah no. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> that was great. That was that was genuinely good. Crush Owl. Um, is oh, his name? Crush Owl. Really? Yeah. Nice. What else? Uh, okay. Dash was underwhelming in this too. He did he absolutely nothing except was... save that grandma and fix her glasses. He was barely. He was the comedy, like he was comedic relief. Yeah, he was barely in it. I he and like you couldn't know, being... even, for a guy that fast. He couldn't even catch up to Dash uh, to Jack Jack at all yeah. when they're chasing him through the fucking. Yeah, I think bird. he was. Yeah, there's a lot of deep-powered sort-of-ness. Violet was one of the good ones. She yeah, was... she got new powers, man. She's, like, flicking shields and shit. Yeah, she was throwing so... them all, like, whoo. It's, it's like she just sort of... Ka-chow. Ka-chow. She just let loose and was just like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm she a, got a I'm date a with Tony Ridinger. Yeah, she's got... riding a high. She's throwing confidence, mate. <laughs> yeah. Just like her shields. Um, so one, that, she was she was really good. One little like plot point that really annoyed me yep. is I know we're jumping all over the place here, but this is literally Connor and I discussing this, this for is, the first yeah, time. This is the first time, so this is how we do things. Um, one one thing that really annoyed me is when she fights Void and Void has the glasses yes. on, and she knocks Void out. She doesn't take the glasses off Void. Yeah, that pissed me and off. That really fucking annoyed me. But I, see, I just put that down to just inexperience on her behalf. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Just just basic inexperience. She's to, a kid, man. She's like, terrified. She's just like, oh, I knocked her out. I gotta get the hell out of here. I gotta yeah, go find my brothers. I put it down to that as well, but it just it just fucking annoys me. That would be like, 
all right, I can't talk for it because that's a weird situation to be in. But I feel like in that situation, <laughs> I would just be like, all right, those glasses turn people to shit. But you, you don't know that. See, the the thing is, is she just knows that a gang of supers rocked up. They're no, all... they, they saw them put those glasses on Frozone. They were looking directly at it, and then all of a sudden, right, Frozone yeah, no, started I stand, attacking it. I stand corrected. All right, they, cool. You could yep, easily they know see what the glasses the, do. Yeah, you could yep. see the connection. Yeah, all right. So, yes, 100%. She should have taken them off. She was maybe just a little scared or whatever. Yeah, another little unnecessary side thing. Um, when Mr. Incredible comes in to save, uh, air quotes, Elastigirl, and he walks into the dark room, and then all of a sudden she starts like punching the shit out of him. So unnecessary. Just like reach over and put the glasses on him. Or just walk up and hug him and put the glasses on him. Which they sort of did, didn't they? They did at the end. Like They, they made it seem like she'd come back to her senses and then she put the glasses on him. But oh, it was yeah. like, th- that little fight scene was so unnecessary. Yeah, you could have just been like, hey, Boop. honey. I got you know. these glasses. Yeah, but what... See, this is me looking into it way too heavily. What it could have been is what I found, while they were under the control... Um, and uh, what was it, Evelyn's? Is, it, is that yes. her name? Yeah. So while they're under her control, she could make them do pretty much whatever they want, whatever she wanted, but she couldn't get them to do emotions and all that sort of stuff, which is something she, as a character, sort of lacked as well. She was in a pitch black room, though. She could have just reached her arm out when he walked into the room and just slapped it on. Like, she, they, got, she didn't have to hug She got him. really long arms. She could have well, just, so like, yeah, just snuck like, around behind. Boop. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. You just keep knocking me down with all my things that I'm just trying to defend. It was a fantastic was a movie. movie. Like these are just little nitpicky things that I like to discuss yeah. because the movie is so good as a whole. It's hard to actually like, you know, put down. I like I like to just bring up these slight little things. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I did love all the Batman references. Okay, all of them. I, picked, I got one. I I got three. One of them I actually can't remember. Which it's been annoying me all day though. Okay. So what one have you got? Uh, I've got the house one. Yes, that was Which one. I thought was great. Uh, the other one is when they first go to Winston's building. It's huge. It's up in the clouds. And there's yes. actually a W on the on the clouds. Uh, so, so it looked like Wayne Tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I get that. That's um, cool. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, I love the, the house references. Um, they, t- they talk about... Uh, yeah, an eccentric, eccentric billionaire, billionaire that likes to come and go. Yeah. Without being noticed, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Void. She was Boyd a great was hero. Right, she and her and the way she used her powers she, was really yeah, cool. Yeah, the way she used her powers, like fighting we, Violet. We've talked about this before. These guys think of ways for these supers to use their powers incredibly well. I it, am, it looks yeah. really good. It feels the way you would use your powers. Yeah, if I, you, if we had I am them. so immersed in comic books and superhero culture, so to speak, mm. that like even and this stuff is taking me like I'm surprised by this stuff. Like I'm so used to Mister Incredible with his stretchy powers, and I'm so used to Mister Fantastic. Yeah, I'm just so immersed in Incredible. So immersed in <laughs> Mister. I was actually <laughs> thinking. Miss Marvel, as I was saying it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, you, you're I've used seen, to characters I'm, with the same powers, yeah. but they just, they use them really they smart. Do a really good job. And and on that note, Elastigirl in this, she did like her like the way they use her powers in this. She's got the motorbike which splits in half, and is just like held together by her body. Yeah, that's that was, cool. That was fucking fantastic. That was like, I don't know. That was a really good motorbike chase sequence. I just, you know, it, t- it takes like a chase sequence trope 
and it just made it good. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I'm agreeing with you. That's one, all I can do. One note I did have on that though that sort of annoyed me the whole time I was watching it was she had really good. Okay, would you agree she had really good skills riding the motorbike? Yeah. She went up a crane. She jumped off of it. She went on like a little ledge of the building. So she's got really good balance and dry, and riding skills, right? Mm-hmm. Why did she not just ride on the track behind it and then just go whoop, extend herself up and jump on the train there? Because she wasn't extending herself up. She was actually like jumping and throwing the bike. She could lose so the she bike could... and throw herself. But then she couldn't keep up with the train because she had to get up onto the track initially, which would have been the issue. I saw plenty of opportunities. I think you're wrong. She, you think I'm wrong? She could have, when she was at the thing, she jumped down onto the oh, road yes, and at, rode past the entrance of the track. At the thing, of course. At the train station. She no, rode past was, the entrance of the no, track. No, there was way too much distance between that, between where she was and where the track no, was. No, she was up top. She jumps down onto the road, rides past. You're wrong. Slap bet this. We'll, yeah. All we'll right. come back to this. I'll let you, like, because I might say it a second time. Um, in cinemas, so I don't think I'll have the opportunity. But yeah, I will. Right. I will let you know. Anyway, um, oh yeah, I'll believe you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm right, so it's fine. Sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, so that that bugged me. But anyway, anyway, uh, the way they use their powers is really cool. It is. Um, very cool. Yeah, I I very much like Void, and she was cool because she she actually reminded me a bit of Miss Marvel because Miss Marvel gets a lot of her inspiration from other heroes. Like yep. she grew up with heroes and then all of a sudden she gets powers. And it's like, this chick is like a huge fan of Elastigirl and yeah, all was, that sort was, of stuff, which cool. I really liked. It was really cool. Um, I sort of wondered where all these heroes came from and all that initially. I, I first saw that they were like creations. Yeah. Like, I, I thought, like, I thought, I thought the same when I first saw them. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh no, it must just be like, they've been, hiding they've it just, they've just grown up with these yeah just like that they've just grown up with the powers and hidden them yeah um i wanted to know what every hero on that boat did though you know when they all get hit and tires and then they come out of it and he's like heroes protector ambassadors what the fuck you do they probably just what that dick do what that dick do actually that's a good point they did they no like they... i'm 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 just saying that like they've got so much potential in this huge world that i want to know what everything happened yeah. Like why? Why? What? 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 What's his powers? I'm just eager. I'm keen. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you think of my main man Reflux? <laughs> yeah. Was it, was it Reflux? Yeah. I yeah. Think so. It was um, disgusting. <laughs> we didn't... Just and, <laughs> and the way that old guy was animated was just oh, it's horrendous. He was truly disgusting. Yeah. As a as a character. <laughs> um. One thing. Another thing. Actually, that annoyed me. Two things that annoyed okay. me. Just, just to be gonna... clear, we do like this movie. I love this movie. We love this movie. Okay. I'm just like I'm, I'm nitpicking now because, like I said, this, it's such a good movie. I'm it's, just, I've got to be nitpicky. Yeah, it's hard to keep gushing, so we just go negative. But it's more like it annoys me in a funny way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's... Like the whole time we're smiling while we like yeah. talk about this bullshit. They give, um, they give when when he gives Jack Jack to Edna. Yes, and then she's like, "Yeah, this will this will help you control his powers." How is that help controlling anything? He still had to give him a cookie. She was like, "Oh yeah, you don't want to give him a cookie," but he still had to give him a cookie when he went into the other dimension. And you know, all of a sudden, Jack Jack's like shooting lasers on command, and it's like, "How the fuck did this happen?" Just because you got a remote? What the fuck? I don't know. I think it was one. Yeah, 
I mean, you got a point, but it's one of those things that you sort of just brush past. And my only true, genuine criticism is the Frozone honey scene was nowhere near as memorable. It wasn't. It was there because the because it was a big thing from the last movie. Yeah. It wasn't there on its own merit. Yeah, it was literally just like, yeah, I'm going. Don't take that suit. Sweet. Taking the suit. Good, good, good chat. He took the suit. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I just brushed past that. But uh, yeah, fantastic movie. I really enjoyed it. Still the best Fantastic Four movie you'll get. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic uh, Five. Yeah. Oh, yes, because Jack-Jack's powers are officially revealed to the family in this one. See, while I was watching it, I told you this before, Yes. Um, I was under the full impression that they saw Jack-Jack's yeah, powers at the Jack end Jack of the Jack's movie. Yeah, they knew Jack-Jack's powers. I, uh, yeah, but I just rewatched the scene, and they you cannot see anything at all from there from their um, ground level to where Syndrome is. You know, you know what interests me, actually? Um, Rick Dicker, the the agent who erases people's memories, yes. he'd know about Jack-Jack's powers because the babysitter would have told him all of that stuff. Probably. And then Rick er- erases her memory. But then again, like, he is put away pretty quickly. Like, as far as timeline events go, they had maybe 20 minutes that, or an hour in the car together. No, talking but talking about other stuff, so they realistically this, he wouldn't have had had much time. This is still set like two weeks after the syndrome events, yeah, yeah. because they get set up in a motel and all that sort of stuff. And you know, ja- uh, Dash doesn't just go to the fucking track finals; he's got to try out for yeah, it and all yeah, that sort true, of stuff. Yeah. So there, there would have been a time frame when okay. something could have been set. Small plot hole, hmm. but yeah, just saying. well. No, I wouldn't think of it as a plot hole. I wouldn't put it as a plot hole, no, but it's just a small little detail which is sort uh, of overlooked, I guess. Yeah, there you go. What did you think of Jack Jack as a whole, like as a character? Did you, did you just like eh? Yeah, meh. Now when... he was weirdly integral to the end story. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I think it was good that they in, they included him. I think it wasn't too much. It wasn't too little. Yeah, he was I think just it was there. okay. I liked I liked him and the interactions with Edna. I thought that was just funny. Nah, his little scene with the uh, raccoon that was good. Yeah, that was actually that was actually a really good scene. Him v raccoon, yeah. Lego bueno. That um, I'm hoping for a full level dedicated to that on the Lego game. Just yeah. FYI, <laughs> just they will be with with the with the baby powers and all that sort of stuff. So Edna was talking about the fact that. Yeah, like 16 powers or something. Yeah, the fact that, um, you know, some babies go through a lot of powers, but he has more. Is that... No, I don't think she said that. I think she said babies change a lot and babies are really different and uh, adaptable and all that sort of stuff. But she said it's different because he's a baby with powers and he's reacting in the same way that most babies are normally. But with powers. So is this his normal power set, or is this something that's going to change? I'd say it'll be his normal power set. I'd say you'll be like the ultra super. He is OP as fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. is this a result of two supers being together? Like, I wonder if... But how did Dash not get like that? And Violet. Good point. Which, fun fact for you again... World of fun facts out here. I'm loving it. Elastigirl's original suit had red in it. Yes. Uh, Mr. Incredible's original suit had blue in it. Yes. Red and blue make Violet their first kid, Violet. Huh. There you go. 
Oh, that's good. I like that. But yeah, um, I don't know. Well, technically, Violet has two powers: Force Fields, Invisibility. Yep. Um, Dash, you're just fast. Yeah, hella fast, but slower in this. <laughs> For some reason, slower and extra <laughs> incredible. You're less strong. Yeah, like when he's kicking. Uh, is it Shriek? Yeah. The bird dude in the yep, face. In the face. And I was just like, surely he could just like run past, snatch everyone's goggles. Yeah, yeah. See, see. I mean, speed characters are so problematic in any universe. Yeah, he yeah. he's and a I, good balance in speed. Like he can run on water. He's fast enough to do that, but he's not OP reaction, fast. Yeah, they 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 don't make his speed based um, reactionary. So he doesn't live in a slow world. It's just he can go pretty fast. He's got like crazy reaction time. Like um, but it's it just annoys me. He's caught on like CCTV in the first movie, you know putting attack on the chair and mm. barely being picked up on the camera. And then in this, he's getting like caught left, right and center. Yeah. It's just, yeah, there's, there's nothing to it. It's just one of those things. He's not a focal character. Therefore, you know, they, they, they just haven't done it. The way, um, the way void deals with him is pretty cool too. How was that? I uh, just puts up a void in front of him. He's just running in a straight line in a circle. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the whole yeah. portals thing. Yeah, that was good. Good movie. That was good. All was in good, all, good movie. movie. All the all the action set pieces were sweet, um, very entertaining to watch. This is actually the longest running Disney feature film, and it's the long longest it, running animated it feature did film. Feel long, but not in a bad way. No, it was more of just like a wow, it's still going. It took a long time to build up to where they yeah. were, and then that was like a climax, and then it had more to build up to. Yeah, yeah. so it was it was worth its while. But overall, I, w- I was happy with the length, you know, like yeah. I, well, I, I didn't feel, you know, like, is this going to finish anytime soon? It was, it was good. Yeah. I, I actually had a really bad headache, like going into it. Mm. And then the whole movie, I had just an atrocious headache, but I still managed to like thoroughly enjoy the movie, yeah. which sort of says a lot, you know? But yeah. That's a testament to it. <laughs> yeah. Especially for you. <laughs> One thing I found really interesting is, um, where, where does the disdain that the detectives have for supers come from? Like, did they, um, were they personally affected by supers? Cause you look at the cops at the start of Incredibles one and they love it. Supers. They're like, yeah, man, I, yeah. Ju- I just met Mr. Incredible. It was sick. And then in this one, like these detectives, like they fucking hate supers, man. Well, Hey, maybe that's the difference between like the street level cop and the detectives. Whereas maybe. Um, because the street level cop, you know, they're sort of like, they're there getting their lives saved and all this sort of stuff, which is great. Uh, but then you got the detectives here who come in and want evidence and shit and they just, you know, find like a pile of rubble from Mr. Incredible. I can see that happening. Yeah. I, 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 can, I can see two sides of the force, you know, uh, you know, having, having the different opinions. I guess. I, I, I just like, I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. I just mm. find it interesting. It and is, I'm yeah. curious. Like it's such, it's a world I'm so curious to just in, in involve in, and I'd, Brad's just not giving me enough. Yeah, come on, Brad. Brad, pump those stories out. I'd love to know like more, like you know, like international side of things. I'd like to see, you know, other stuff. Maybe even an Australian superhero. You know, Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. Crikey, would be terrible. I'm lying. I never want that. Any any time Australia is included in some form of media, yeah, it's, it's, you, it's, it's usually it's pretty stereotypical. It is very stereotypical. Even when it comes from Australia, yeah, right. 
There, there was we, actually there was a, a trailer for a, like a kids movie or something at the start of yes. it. That bee thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like straight away, I was like, oh fucking Australians. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is made in Australia. I'm like, oh fuck, I am Australian. Fucking Australians. I'm not okay with this. It's with our accent though. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right in day to day conversation, really but as is. soon as you hear it on a screen, you, you it's just it, horrible. Yeah, matched up next to an American accent. It's just like, what is this? So, all right. Give it a rating, Incredibles. To how incredible? I would give it a nine. Give it a nine. I'd be giving it a nine too. Eight point five to nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. a couple of things that I would like to see a little bit different. Dash has always been my favorite. Yep. Um, so I'd like to see him have a bigger part. Mister Incredible pulling his weight, or pulling some form of weight. <laughs> Weak ass little bitch that he is. Um, he's so weak in this. I just can't yeah. get over it. Couple of things I'd like to see a little bit different. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, but all in 100% all, agree. fantastic. Wonderful. Excellent. Um, something, something I want to ask you. Yes. No. No, I'll, I'll ask you off air actually. Oh, a little off air. Maybe we should keep recording and then that could be a Patreon thing. Sneaky. Plugging it. <laughs> You'll uh, never know unless you actually sign up. So. Okay, so we've pretty much exhausted that topic. Yes, all in all, Incredibles, good. Good. Good, good. Muy bien. I, I dare I say it, incredible. Oh my god. I'm nice. not allowed to say that. Yeah. You banned it from the episode. <laughs> By the way, I said it at least twice. I know, I heard. <laughs> um, Alright, let's move on to our topic of the week. Yes. So, our topic of the week is, how do you get the job as the guy who says hip hip at a birthday? Hip hip. Yeah. I actually, yeah. Who? How does that guy get to be that guy? I think it's... Um, I, w- I was it's, at a... It's always an uncle, I think. No, but I was at a birth... Actually, no. No, I was at a birthday the other day. Yeah. And there was at least, I don't know, 30 people there. Yep. And there was one solitary the person that said it, and there was no fight it's for amazing, it. You know how it? occasionally you get like two people pipe up, mm-hmm. and then one person backs down? Like, they feel that real alpha hip hip yeah, from the other guy. it kind of is, isn't it? Um... Yeah, there wasn't that. It was just a real unanimous, he's saying hip hip, we say hooray. And that's... That's a good point. But I stand by... I think they're just natural leaders. They are. I I stand by uh, my original argument that... This one was a grandpa, though. Really? Yeah. Grandpa. Well, shit, that kind of throws my, like, theory. What what if there's no family members at the birthday? Who says it then? Uh, The more guy who thinks he's alpha, I think. The most alpha there. The most alpha. That is how, in this modern day and age, we decide who is alpha. I really want two people to say hip hip, not back down on the next one, and just like rip their shirts off, <laughs> fight for it. Then the winner gets the third and final hip hip. <laughs> I just want, I, I want like a trilogy of birthdays. I just want this thing to build up like a rivalry to <laughs> go. Yeah, okay. But so, for reals. For reals is our topic of the um, week, as top- good as that is. <laughs> Our topic of the week actually comes from a listener called Luke. Mm. Yeah, he hit us up with this topic. So thanks also, to Luke. thanks Luke. If you have a topic uh, you want us to discuss or whatever, you've got your own interest in it, um, hit us up and we might do it on air. We probably will because we're not original. Yes, but other people's ideas are great, so we're going to use them. Because Incredibles Two was a very nostalgic thing for us, mm-hmm. our topic is yeah. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Uh, hip, hip. How? <laughs> thank you. How games uh, don't have the lasting effect that they seem to or used to 
Yes. This is this is the argument. Did they have a more lasting effect um, back in the day? Or are we just sort of yeah. moving past it? Were they more impactful games back then than yeah. they are now? Like they're all just point and clicks or stupid shooters or, Anything. you know, MOBAs. And back then they were storyline driven, single player driven, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or is it just because we grew up with them? All right. So Connor, discuss. Let's dive in. Well, for me, I say the games back then are more impactful. I will, um, I'm inclined to agree with you. Yeah. Now, the, it's based on a couple of things. Uh, one, that games haven't been out that long, realistically. You know, I mean, you can go back and... and what is it? Pong? That paddle? <laughs> I don't fucking... The 80s, essentially, gaming yeah, is... Yeah, this you know, sort of gaming's been around. For. Yeah, and you've got, you know, you've got your arcade gaming and all that sort of stuff. But I, I would say gaming is more picked up you know, it's stuck with people. It's grown up with people um, more in the last 20 or so years. Yeah. Uh, you know, back then you had your arcade games. In the 70s, yep. Yeah, in the 70s and all that sort of stuff. Like when, when kids grew up and they, they sort went of to got, arcades. They went to, they, yeah, they went to arcades. But when they hit that sort of 17 year old stage, the, you know, I, you could say people grew up more, right? They moved yep. on, they did other things. Gaming didn't go with them. Yes. That sort of get left behind in their past. Whereas nowadays, that's not the case. Games grow with you. You you grow with a series. You you know AC AC for us. Yeah, exactly. We've so, spoken about it a lot. Yeah. So I I would say it's more impactful because we've grown with these games and and the the time that we're in has been so expansive and see? just taken leaps and bounds that you know we we can see it. More. I I would say the problem is. As Childish Gambino once said. Oh, yes. A be- great scholar of the time. Because the internet. Because the internet. Yeah, I okay. Think yeah. Because back in those days, as I said like in the little intro to this, back in those days, um, everything was a lot more family-friendly. So you were doing split-screen co-op. That was the only way you could do anything. Yep. Split-screen multiplayer, you had to be in a room with a friend. Yep. And I fully understand the internet helps you connect to people. You can play with a friend that's on the other side of the world. And there's that connection, but there's something different about playing in the it's, room with a friend. It's just yeah, better. It's great in theory, but I think, yeah, like but, you said, it's always better when you... But because of that reason, because it was hard to to cobble that together sometimes, you had to have solid single player. Yes. You had to have solid, engaging single player. And because the controls on that were so funky, like you didn't care about good, precise controls. Like nowadays, a shooter is more... Uh, more integral to have good precise controls yeah. than good storyline. Yes. Whereas in those days, the game was crap. You knew it was, so you played it for the storyline. Yeah, and let's be honest. You, you think about like controllers and all that sort of stuff. You tap X on a on a PlayStation One controller. That's that's you firing. It's got nothing to do with a trigger or anything like yeah. that. So it, yeah, it look was. At the, look at the N sixty four controller. Yeah, exactly. What it, the fuck it is that? It makes no fucking sense at all. We've got two hands. We don't have three. That that is just the most ridiculous thing and yet people played so many games of them yeah and they built memories from it it couldn't have been the controls that is why people keep coming back to it exactly exactly so i would say because of that uh because of the internet you know making multiplayer more integral in developers eyes uh games have less of an impact yeah okay um what do you think about... Like, you you and I, for example, still yeah. heavily play RPGs like The Witcher yeah. and uh, AC and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas my other friend, 
Um, and Luke himself, who brought this up, like basically all he plays now is, I don't know, CSGO, MOBAs, like League of Legends, uh, maybe a little bit of Path of Exile, but he doesn't play it to, um, he doesn't play it for any sort of story. He plays it to min-max a character. Okay. You know, and that, that's, that, that's to some... me, that doesn't bring long-lasting memories with the game. No, but that's something, um, you know, embedded in a, a, the way we played games, you know, way back in the day. Like, that's something similar to, um, I don't know, like Dungeons and Dragons and all that sort of stuff. Like, your tabletop games, you know, your character. Yeah. You know? So, I, I can sort of see that. I can, like, see, I can, I can I, see the appeal to it. I can see why people do it, but to me, that doesn't give me, like... <laughs> I See, I have a tendency to, when I play RPGs or... Take Skyrim, for example. Yeah. I rush to that end goal. I rush to get to a particular level to get the abilities I want or whatever, or when I get a new game, I'm always so eager to level up so I can unlock a new ability or find out what the next ability is. Right. And then when I get there, I get really bored because there's nowhere yeah. else to go. Yeah. There's nothing else to unlock. That's why I died off really fast with AC Origins. There yeah. was nothing to unlock. There was nothing I wanted. Yeah, you, you, so what's the got point? all the, the What's the point of putting the effort in? Hmm. Um, and yeah, so... I think... See, I'm on the other side. I I really take my time with the story. Um, I try and get myself in the mind. I take know, my and, time and, with the story, and the character, and I I try and really feel the character and all that sort of stuff. It's I don't know. I 100% play games for the story. Yeah. Um, and lately I've been skipping a lot of games, skipping to and from a lot of games because the story just isn't grabbing me enough. And I don't know whether that's my attention span is gone, which could be another factor for why games aren't as memorable because yeah. I don't have a good attention span or I don't have the ability to just sit down and immerse well, like I did. That's that's a general problem with our entire generation and anyone, yeah. you know, using, you know, phones and all that sort of shit nowadays. So like that that's that's a whole big thing. Um well like what would what would you say are some of the most impactful story games, you know, that you played when you were a kid? Most memorable games. Um one of them actually I I didn't finish a lot of games because I, just, I was the same. I was I, the same. I, I, re I rarely finish, but... But I like fucking around in them. Yeah. doesn't mean I, I didn't, like, play the crap out of them. Yeah, I was too young to finish them. Like, yeah, sometimes Le I just... <laughs> Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, I couldn't do shit. I actually had to give my cartridge to someone else to go and get me to a certain point, <laughs> and then I just run around outside playing as it. Nice. Banjo-Kazooie, yeah. I did a lot of that as well. Yep. Never went anywhere in that. Yeah. Um, Donkey Kong Spyro. 64. But see, those things aren't story-heavy games. Like they, yeah, they have a a bit of story. But I mean, can you really? Is that what's? That's not what's memorable about the game. Is Excuse it? me. If I didn't stop Grunty from, you know, stealing my sister's beauty, yeah, yeah, I I never would have forgiven myself. Oh yeah, and uh -huh. I never did stop it. <laughs> not once have I finished that game. Well, there you go. This is why you're so bitter to this day. Yeah. <laughs> Grunty still got the best of me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's I, hard, isn't it? I got I I do genuinely have to put it down to just childhood memories. Yeah. Like I try I went back and I got the rare replay pack yep. and played the just... shit out of some Banjo kazooie. Okay, so that does I'm gonna have to steal that off you. Yeah, I'll it was fucking fun, but yeah. I still didn't finish it. Mm. Because it's not that good. Do you think kids nowadays I say kids nowadays like I'm assuming that anyone plays anything other than fucking Fortnite. Mm, by the on. way, by the way, IGN, Snapchat, that's the reason I stopped watching that. Yeah. You lost a subscriber because everything you do is about Fortnite. Yeah. I fucking hate it. Anyway, 
that's my little rant over. But like the games coming out now, people playing them now, who are growing up with them, like we did with the Banjo Kazooies and your fucking Crash Bandicoots and Spyros and James Bond Golden Eyes and all that sort of stuff. Are they going to be creating the same memories, or is it just going to be forgettable? What do you reckon? I reckon it's transitional. Mm-hmm. Like a couple of years ago, or even last year, it was Minecraft for the kids, sort of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I reckon it's all very transitional. But the problem is, see, they're all growing a, up playing games with their a, friends, like immediately playing games with their friends online. Yeah, it's a different age. And that's that's the draw for them is they're playing games with their friends. Like they don't understand single player games because. They're not playing with their friends, I guess. Exactly. Um, I'm not sure in that. Mm. Um, Did you hear about that that girl that actually, like, she had to go to rehab for a fortnight because she wet herself playing it? Oh, my God. Because, like, she only had a limited amount of time to play it. Her dad would only let her play it for, like, an hour a day or whatever. Yeah. So instead of stopping playing to go to the bathroom, she just wet herself and kept playing for her hour. Oh, my God. So that's the shit that gives gamers a bad name. That's the yeah, shit like, that like that's that's the shit that makes the World Health Organization classify it as a mental illness. Yeah, which I'm not. I'm not even going to get into that because yeah. that's just disgusting. It's just ridiculous. But yeah. So all right. So it might not be storyline. It is not controls. Uh, what about graphics? See, graphics See, nowadays are massive they're almost everything first impressions of a game is generally a what well, used to be a cinematic trailer which had nothing to do with the real in-game graphics but now most of what you see first off is gameplay of gameplay trailer. and yeah. it'll always say down the bottom in-game engine footage you know yeah. like it's trying that's its key focus see that's what that's the, that's that? i can't really comment on that i don't give a fuck about graphics that much mm. like I, I i appreciate some good graphics don't get me wrong but storyline give me that storyline if you've got a great looking game but there's nothing to the game yep i'm not gonna play it mm. like i never touched kingdom come because there was nothing to the game that yeah. i wanted to play yeah the, the place looked nice but i'm not gonna spend two hours just roaming a countryside you know that's not what i'm in the game for mm. Um, yeah, no, I think... It, it's very rare that I'll play a game and just run around. Yeah, I think the graphics uh, more complement the rest of the game. Yeah. It's when, you know, when you get those in-between down moments between some heavy story or heavy action that you can just sit there and you can go, fuck, this, is, this looks great. Which... And then you keep going. Which I've got to say is really a testament to the point that games were more memorable back in the old day. It was just blocky shit. And it's still yeah. more memorable than half the games are now with their beautiful. Uh, maybe maybe that's what makes it so good because because it's blocky and crap looking. That that helps you uh, go into that world a lot easier. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's so different, and because everything is trying to be as real as possible. Yeah, but it's know? so not. Well, yeah, it's not. But like, yeah, it, it it shows itself as a game. You know, it, it it is what it is. It's not trying to pretend, I guess. Yeah, like when you first see them block titties in GTA Vice City. Damn, boy, did I become a man. <laughs> and then when I, saw... I'm kidding. It happened like at least ten years later. And then when I saw a real girl, I was so disappointed. <laughs> it's just where's the blocks? This ain't blocky. These aren't the triangles of Lara Croft. Girl, how what many is... polygons you got? <laughs> 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 Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I got to put it down to, in my personal opinion, 
it is very much half and half. I think games were more memorable back back in the day because mm-hmm. more time and effort was put into making a world rather than making controls and functions. And I think a lot of it was also an enjoyable experience. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't like there there were plenty of like horror games and all that sort of stuff, you know, out at the at that time. But I think most companies wanted to make it an enjoyable experience for someone to play. Yeah. That's I, not necessarily the case now. It's more about massive feats of, you know. Another point is, for me, because the internet, mm-hmm. I don't feel accomplishment in games anymore. Like, certain things I do, but if I'm struggling with a game, I really struggle not to just look up the answer on my phone it, straight yeah, up. It is difficult. Whereas back in the day, you either had to wait for, like, next month issue of Nintendo Power... Or ask a friend Which to, I could not afford to buy. Yeah, or ask a friend what the answer was, or just fucking puzzle it out. Yeah, or, or like you'd get your friend over, you'd both sit there and you'd be like trying yeah. to figure out what's going on. You felt full-blown accomplishment. Yeah. See, my, my problem with like stuff like that now is I don't know if it's a glitch or not. Yeah. I get so paranoid by glitches yeah. and thinking because like AC Black Flag scarred me. Because I couldn't synchronize that one synchron- sync point, and that's what stopped me from 100%ing the game. Yeah. That glitch that I couldn't change and couldn't fix. So, what I end up doing is I immediately think that something's a glitch. And you got to look it up to confirm and I gotta that, look it up and then it spoils the answer. It spoils the answer. And I find out and I go, yeah. oh, fuck, that's it. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'll so just do that then. I find a lot of puzzle games are just getting easier and easier. In a, in a way, because yeah, like some of them are still super difficult. Like you play The Witness and you're like, what the fuck is happening? But then other ones like uh, God of War, um, some of the puzzles in that used to be super difficult. Now it's a piece of piss. Yeah. Some of the puzzle puzzles in uh, Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda. Yep. Like I spent fucking days trying to work my way through the Water Temple. But nowadays in Breath of the Wild, you get these few little shrines. They're not even that puzzling. It's more just um, a time waster, I find. Yeah. In a lot of these things, it's just like it's just to make the the game drag out a bit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which really annoys me more than anything. Um, but then again, yeah, if something is too difficult, I think it's a glitch. Yeah, like I, I remember not too long ago, I felt a really good, good solid sense of accomplishment playing, um, Twilight Princess. Oh, yeah. That that is actually ages ago. <laughs> But yeah. not too long ago. Um, because I finished every temple without looking up a single answer, which is sort of sad to say, but I finished every temple and I felt really good because some of them were really challenging. Yeah. And nowadays, like, I I haven't had that sense of accomplishment in a long time. No, I, I haven't either. And I feel that most of the time that I do, it's when I set my own personal record, whether mm. it be something like, I don't want to get hit at all in this fight. Like, you know, when I was playing Batman, yeah. you know, I'd be like, I don't want to get hit at all. I want to nail every combo. That's my own yeah. personal, you know, goal that I've put on it. That, that's how I got the sense of achievement. And I went, yeah, I'm the Batman. Yeah. And then, oh, fuck, Arkham Knights, Riddler, they just completely get rid of any puzzling aspect of it and just give me a fucking car scene. What the fuck was that bullshit? <laughs> Well, they still had all the, the puzzles around, which, you know, some of them are quite difficult. Yeah, which I'm all for, but... Uh. Yeah, they, they weren't bad, but I think... The problem with those, like, that sort of had oh, that... Too um, many were car-based. 
too many in general, I think. The whole game I think was there too were just car-based. Too many for me to want to like, chase them all. Want to chase them all? Yeah. But that 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 to me in um in like Arkham Knight, that's just giving more uh more game. It's just giving you something to do after yeah. you finish the game. Yeah. Like let's be honest, like it's either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. Arkham is one of those things that I always 100%. Yep. Um, so I just, I did it mm. and it took fucking ages. Uh, I'm thinking about that Spyro remake. Mm. I recently just bought, um, uh, the other day I just bought Crash. Fucking, for Xbox, yes. Yeah, for Xbox. So fucking difficult. As, yeah, as con- I knew, I've played it on the PS4, the remake. The controls are very different to how I remember them. Yeah. And I don't know why. Yeah. It's so difficult. I'm looking forward to Spyro where I can just sort of glide and cruise about i'm just not the the biggest thing that i'm not a fan with with crash is the lack of a double jump like he's got that jump and then that little extra bit but you gotta hold the fucking button down to do that no i want to double tap that button to double jump yeah but yeah that's what double jump if you double tap it you just just do a flip yeah you just do a very low level flip yeah i find that yeah the, the whole jumping aspect, I find very difficult about that game, and that's why I want to throw my controller. Yeah, I, I think... need to make sure I play with my shitty wired controller. That way, if I do throw it, I'm not going to be that mad. <laughs> uh, no, that's actually bad. I did that in, um, what was it? Original Xbox. I threw my controller playing Ultimate Spider-Man. Because, oh. uh, you know how you had to do like, the button mashing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. mashing both uh, triggers yep, yep. to get the little sen- sensor in the meter right yep, in the middle. Yeah. One of those, I just could not do. I don't know why. I don't know in what way. I just couldn't do it. And yep. I kept dying over and over. It took me two hours. And then I threw my fucking controller and the whole Xbox fell off the shelf with it. Oh. Um. So, oh, yeah, I, I don't throw controllers that are wired <laughs> anymore for that reason. <laughs> that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. yeah very nice. Oh, fuck. I see some people, like, throwing controllers nowadays, like, badly. And you're like, oh, what the fuck, bro? What's wrong with you? Yeah, like, but... I mean, as a as a kid, I'm pretty sure I did it once, and I felt really bad because it wasn't my console. And from that moment, I was like, whoa, I think I ran ba- it back. Yeah, I think I've badly thrown a controller twice in my life. Yeah. There was that one, and there was another one, actually, with Injustice 2. Oh, yeah. Which is recent, and I'm I, embarrassed by it. And the only thing that stopped me from throwing my controller was it was my Elite controller. <laughs> Literally throwing $200. Yes. Uh, I think <laughs> I think I end up more, like, gripping it and twisting it. Yeah. That's my thing, like, twisting the controller yep. in half. I don't, I don't want to throw it. I just... And I feel, like, the plastic bend, and I go, whoa, shit. I, I get that super internal rage where it's just, like, I'm ready to put my head through a wall. <laughs> I think I'd rather put my head through a wall than break one of my controls, to be honest. <laughs> I've got, so expensive. I've got people who can can fix and patch walls. I don't know if anyone can fix a controller. <laughs> uh, these games that we love, so. That we love and we think are memorable. Anyway, all in all, I think, yeah, more memorable back in the day than they are now that's just a bottom line opinion i'm on yes uh because see for me it's because we grew up with them yes they were more memorable but also because we grew up with them but i don't think people nowadays will have that same experience just because they're growing up with it it's a different world it's a different time so i think the two go hand in hand yeah i'll need to speak to some little teeny bopper like in 10 years time and be like do you remember minecraft and the, uh, maybe mm. do you remember pissing yourself playing fortnite 
Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. Because you pissed yourself playing Fortnite and don't, you should be embarrassed. Don't play that anymore. Um, don't they... know why I took it so seriously. <laughs> yeah, you fucking think? Thank... <laughs> I don't know, I've taken some shit seriously in my day, which, looking back now, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, let's not go into that. Yeah. Um, thank you to Luke for sending us in that yes. uh, yeah. that topic. We got on a bit of a roll with it. We did. It is, yeah. I like the whole debate side. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have been the 8-Bit Idiots. We still are. My name is Lindsay. My name's Connor. And this episode, as always, is brought to you by castos.com. Castos.com. Wait, what is it? What did we say last week? Click and clink the clink, clink that link. Clink that link. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Clink that link in the doobly doo to get yourself to Castos. Make your and own podcast. Sign You'll yourself up. Have see, some fun. See how good you can do. Grab a friend. Don't grab a friend. Grab a mirror. Whatever. Grab a friend if they consent. Um, <laughs> and also hit up our. Our page, 8bitidiotspod.castos.com. You'll find all the links to all of our various yes. medias. And, uh, yes, Castos is super good, super helpful. So, like, it's just, everything is so easy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we don't, we don't have a bad thing to say about them. They, they've just done a good job. Yeah. Plain and simple. Hit up Castos. Hit up all of our social media. Hit us up on Twitter so we can hear from people we're so lonely so i can get a notification throughout the day and just be a little bit happy <laughs> feel good yeah get that good feeling yeah yeah, yeah. stop tagging me and stuff <laughs> <laughs> i want other people tagging me instead yeah. <laughs> i want other notifications <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously keep tagging me but i need some help throughout the day you need the memes to get through the I air. need them salty memes juicy memes if you Spicy memes. sign up to the Patreon, Lindsay will send you some salty memes. I might. If you like our Facebook page, you'll also see some salty memes. You will, actually. That is something we're getting into. The most recent one was a good good God of War pick. That was good. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Um, if you're wondering what that is, hit up our Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> hit up our Facebook page, share it with a friend. Yes. I. That's, that's it. That's pretty much the show. Bye. Well done. You did, you did well. You did well. Thanks. I struggled through it. <laughs> Whoa. You saying like talking with me is a struggle? No, nah, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> oh, okay. That's all right then. Peace. How do you want a podcast? Yeah.